From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Well, Coach, I know I'm not the first, but let me be one of the many to say congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's the first time I've heard that, like, montage. So there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love when you win championships, no doubt. Well, it's certainly different than last year and, and the year before, Coach. And but, but as I say, you know, a lot of people nationally are saying it's about redemption, and I do understand that from a national perspective. But as I said, you know, I, I think this is about cementing, you know, this organization as a true modern-day dynasty. What this team has done, not only over the last five years, but really since Sal cap came into play in the Canadian Football League under John Huffnagel and yourself it truly is amazing well yeah you try to break it down to be singular because the team's changed so much I will say our organization has been um, we carry a lot of continuity and I think that's important uh, like you said I'm sure um, you know Huff for sure uh, right above him you know I know Ken King John Bean these guys uh, allow Huff to do what he needs to. He's had a plan in place, you know, puts the coaches in place, and then ultimately uh, we're able to find the players and, and put it on the field at this stage. But to me it wasn't, I mean, as much about redemption, just validation. Because unfortunately when you don't win your last game, a lot of people, you know, claim failure and, and tell you you didn't have a good year. And I, 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 I believe in my heart that the last two we lost, we still had excellent years. It's just hard to to sell that message to yourself and the players when when you lose championships you felt you could have won so this was to me validation that uh, all the hard work and the effort and the and the guys out there uh, putting it on the line uh, it was it made it really uh, worthwhile so you've won as a coach, you've won, uh, sorry, you've won as a player, you've won as a coordinator, now you've won as a head coach. Uh, obviously different each time. How does this one compare to the other two? Well, I, one of the memories, you know, I I never had a picture of me holding the Grey Cup, um, you know, in that moment. When I, really? when I won in 06, I, I decided to let my Canadian offensive lineman have it first. And a guy named Kelly Bates, you know, used his muscles and snapped the top off. And so by the time it got to me, it was it was not not the true great cup. And then, you know, and when you went in on the other years, you can grab it. But it's just not the same as really that first guy that gets to hold it. Or And so I actually really cherished and probably a little bit too much. But I really enjoyed having my son Cooper up there with me and and uh, and having that cup and and the confetti and and sharing it with the fans i mean that that that's going to last a long time for me so i was happy to have pass it off to alex who you know three times in the league just one of our leaders great player um you know and had that same heartbreak uh certainly felt good to pass it to him and and let the players um players have their time with it so it was a great night great night for like you say our organization hopefully great uh, great night for the city well, you know, it's interesting, Coach. You know, you, ever since we've been doing this show, you've always been very, very adamant about preaching family. And, and you know, you just talked about family being there with you, you know, seeing, uh, you know, your, your kids there with you. Alex Singleton, everybody's still talking about, you know, him and his relationship with his sister and, you know, the fact that he got to share that moment with Ashley. And, and, and just there were so many families, uh, family members on the field, and that is so important. And, and that's, that's what it all, all came down to, which I think was so important. Well, we preach it because we believe it. I, I say that a lot. I mean, you can say all you want to the media, and you can act like you're tight and 
guess what? You know, you can you can see when you're tight, and doesn't mean you always have to agree. I know Bo went on record kind of say we had we butt heads a lot, and it's because we care and we're trying to compete, and we know we got each other's back. It's just a matter of we wanna we want the best, and I think that's that's what makes uh, a lot of our guys on our team special. And and it is true we we had these kind of you know a couple three words we were living with this year respect pride and family and and you you're playing for respect you're playing for pride uh, for the horse and for your basically your city and then your family is who has your back win or lose and if you can the the point is if you can look in the mirror and say you you gave it everything you had if you uh prepared as tough as hard as you could and it doesn't go your way um can you live with that and and you have to be able to because for the most part you're not going to be able to win that often so I thought our guys really bought in, and the message was consistent, and, and it was easy because we had quality guys. So I know some of your guys didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Uh, how was the coach's night? <laughs> Mine was like a normal <laughs> night, actually. I I tried to stay around for a while. Uh, I got tired, and uh, I'm mentally and physically exhausted, even though I didn't play a, a lick. But it's just a long week, a long season. I felt like we held up. I'm real proud of the staff. I really am. I mean, I... Uh, the coordinators, Mark Killam and Von Claybrooks, get a lot of credit, and deservedly so. But there's a lot of guys working behind the scenes. And, you know, I get to have a, a lot of time with the offense. And I, I do respect all those guys. But, you know, Josh Bell, Corey Mace, Brent Monson, to me, um, you know, they, they don't get the credit they deserve. So um, defense was was great leaders. We had Taylor Attilio helping on special teams. And, and it was almost impossible to – to really be effective offensively uh, with the field conditions. Uh, so we just basically put it in the hands of those two groups, and they came through for us. You know, it's interesting, and we'll talk about the field conditions a little bit later on because I think this is more about the moment, and the moment is, you know, this team is is a great cup uh, champion. And, and and again, you've preached, John Huffnagel has preached so many times about you got to win at least two of the three phases of the game. And we're talking, obviously, offense, defense, special teams. And last night, you know, even, even though maybe the score didn't indicate it, Coach, I, I thought you won all three phases of the game. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, I do. I mean, uh, they might have outran us. I think they... Uh... Uh, to me, there it looked like they were getting a little bit more movement up front. Uh, we had some chances. I didn't feel our backs read the holes quite as good as they have, but uh, I thought Bo was sharp. Um, to be honest, um, we took about 70% of our offense on that sheet of paper I carry, and I just couldn't call the plays. Uh, it was just too risky with the field conditions, and we felt like let's run forward and let's try to get the guys not making like double-move cuts uh, keep our footing, um, try to work vertical, uh, not not necessarily um, breaking like hard outs and stuff like that. So um, we just kind of managed it, and, and it was good that we got the lead. Uh, we ran some screen passes. I thought, uh, deservedly so, Lamar Durant stepped up big time. But if, if you saw the guys on our sideline, both Eric Rogers, Juwan Briskason were just just kind of on fumes, you know. They they were fighting through injuries as well, and uh, it's just kind of typical of our year. Our receivers, you know, we got a lot of guys, different guys in there, but they just did what they had to do to win football games. And and ultimately, uh, you know, this game was more about turnovers, uh, tackling, and then uh, 
you know, making the plays on special teams. So it was a, a full team win. You know, it's interesting because you mentioned the field conditions, and the first couple of times that Terry Williams touched the ball on the return, I'm thinking, well, this isn't going to go well because there's no chance in heck he is ever going to take one to the house. And and the fact that he took one to the house on the punt, you know, late in the second quarter, like kudos to Terry because I don't know how he got the footing to to, to break the couple of holes, but uh, obviously the, the turning point in that game. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of huge hiccup with the touchdown. Not only do we get beat, we couldn't tackle they get the two-point. looks like they're getting some momentum potentially to drive to tie. And we talked to Terry. Actually, the, I think after the first two, Ivan went up to us and said, Terry, when you get it, you make one cut and go. Don't try to just go because there's no reason to try to be fancy. And uh, you saw it. He caught it. Kind of saw one guy sidestepped him, almost fell, and then just went straight. And I think that was the, that was the, the proper coaching and the proper way to get it done is just uh, make a one quick move and go because as soon as you – you ultimately tried to, you know, in little indecision, you had no footing, and it was tough. So it was definitely uh, a war of attrition. I think that play did give us that life. And, you know, you guys as a coach, I, I, probably, I sympathize with Rick on that one because we put two returners back there. You can't kick the ball out of bounds because it's a penalty. And, and um, you know, he, he thought his guys could get it covered, and they'd covered well all night, but Terry broke it. and. And that was a huge play for us. Oh, uh, without a doubt. Um, hey, listen, uh, we've got so much to talk about. I, I know the fans want to talk to you as well. And we're going to take a quick time out here. We're going to come back more with head coach Dave Dickinson. It's the half hour with the coach, the final half hour with the coach this season. It is for Tom's House of Pizza. You know the numbers, 403-974-8255. Congratulations to Dave Dickinson. I've called him many things over the last two years. Tonight I call him the best coach we've ever had. To John Huffnagel, clearly uh, we are the class of football in this country, and thank God we won this football game. Gentlemen, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it loud. 48, 71, 92, 98, 01, 08, 14, 18, <laughs> that was that was Ed and Alderside last night on our call-in portion of the show, Dave Dickinson, and we actually had to block Ed last year because uh, he got a little off the wall. And as he said, uh, you know, he did call you a few names, but now you're you're the best coach in, in Stampeder history, according to Ed. So uh, there you have. That's the Probably kind of somewhere in the middle of those names <laughs> and what he last said. But uh, I'll take the last comment. I probably before the other ones, even though I have no idea what what those were <laughs> well bottom line is he just recited the the eight championship years you know for the calgary stampeders and, and last night's obviously was a big one let's go to the phone lines that uh, cliff wants to weigh in cliff you're on the air with head coach dave dickinson hey dave uh you know what i just want to say thank you for all these seasons you know i've been ecstatic with the teams we've had for years and 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 thank you for just carrying on the tradition and but i am most most happy for for you guys as an organization that you can now step into this off season and just enjoy the accomplishment of of what it really is, not just the cup, but the adversity that you've shown like you've conquered throughout this football season and and, and also, you know, sorry, it's a little emotion. Yeah, good good uh, emotion. And uh, wrong with that. Yeah. yeah, and coach, you know what? Thanks for thanks for doing this show Monday nights and, and answering my quirky questions and and you know, and then thanks for letting me into your practices and, and I just I feel like because of the interaction and accessibility you've allowed, I've become a more knowledgeable fan and and oh man, good. thanks for everything. 
Thanks, Cliff. I'm glad we get to keep it going, Cliff. That's the thing. And uh, listen, it's, it's 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 what it is as far as uh, as a football season goes. And some weeks are better than others. And you know, sometimes you you think you got all the answers. Sometimes you don't. But the whole thing we're trying to do is just put good people out there and show and get a good product. We want to make it exciting, but we just feel the number one thing about a, an organization that have good people that, that go out there and and win ball games and. It's just football. We know that, but I do think we represent the city and community pretty damn well, and we're working as hard as we can to to keep this thing going. And like I said, to be validated with a championship is something that they'll never take away from us. So we do respect the fans, though, and honestly, it's it's fun to interact with the fans. And um, it's been a lot. It's always easier when we win, but like you said, on these call-in shows and radio shows, uh, it isn't easy when you lose. But I've always felt like you guys respect that. We're, we're we're doing our damnedest to to put the the best product on the field and win ball games and and uh, we'll hope to continue to do that. I, I hope you bought Devon Claybrook's uh, dinner last week because he filled in for you, coach, and he had no idea he had to do a half hour with me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bit of a. I not only was I busy trying to put together a game plan, there was a little small fire going on last week, and um, you know what I. It is what it is. I I hope people that know me understand that I'm a a guy that does compete and wears my heart on my sleeve and has a bit of a temper. Um, But also, I I gotta also tell my players to keep their poise. And uh, certainly, that's something that as a coach that I gotta make sure I uh, continue to improve on. Hey, without a doubt, let's go back to the phone lines. Hey, Gary, you're on the air with head coach Dave Dickinson. First of all, congrats, uh, Coach Dickinson. But I just, I know this is going to sound crazy, but it's more important not to lose than it is to win. I don't know if, as a fan, I look at it differently because I just sort of like, I ached the last two years winning, you know, seeing the Cup not come back to Calgary. But I don't know. It, it, it's a relief. It, it's a total relief. But, you know, I don't know. The celebrations will, will come in my mind saying that we actually won. And not lose. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I've i always preached to my guys, and if you watch how I coach, I always tell them we're playing to win. And, and I think what happens sometimes, um, maybe a little over-aggressive, maybe I'm sure fans and everyone, what the hell is he doing there? But we would always play to win. And, and it does, like you said, it's definitely a bit of a relief, though. Um, definitely scenarios in my brain thinking, dang, I wonder what's if we don't get this done this week, that's three in a row. Where are we going from there? And, uh, you know, how, how, how are we going to make sure to keep this thing on the rails? So um, I did have great faith in this group. I'm not sure, and I'm, I don't want to short sell these players because we have a great group, but I'm not sure we were as talented or as dominant this year as the last couple of years. But I told guys, it doesn't mean we're not going to win it because I really believe they wanted it and they were willing to sacrifice everything to get it. And the guys believed in each other and our staff. So, you know, you get the right mix. It can overcome a lot of potential injuries and and other things. And we certainly had the right mix. I got a question here from Ryan on the text line, and he says, uh, question for the coach, is it true that Eric Rogers played the last quarter of the West Final and the Grey Cup with a torn meniscus? If so, give that man the key to the city. Yeah, it's true. It is true. So, he... uh, like you said, he was he was he was a man among boys there. As far as uh, it just seems like we didn't need a play, and Bo has such faith in him, he'll go to him. But you could tell he wasn't running 
like he was the previous week. Now, of course, with that field, it was tougher. But, yeah, it was true. And uh, I, I heard some rumors with Eric after the game and all that. I talked to him. We're just going to... Um, it's going to let him enjoy the week, and we'll figure out the rest of the year whether he needs to go back in for a little more surgery, um, where his football career is going, and, and uh, he's got a lot of respect for that man. I told him he's representing number 15 very well. <laughs> I haven't seen a 15 make plays like that in a lot of years since since like the 90s, so he didn't understand I was referencing myself, but uh, until he saw my son show up with a 15 and a Dickinson on the back, so he uh, he figured it out when we were at the after-hours party. Hey, Coach, uh, one final question, because, you know, I know you're going to have, you know, the locker clean-out day, and we know this team is not going to be the same next year because it's the Canadian Football League, it's pro sports, and there and there will be changes. And, and Bo Levi Mitchell does have a big decision to make. It was a decision you made. You, you did to try to kick tires in, in the NFL. Have you talked to Bo about that? Uh, what, what do you say to that guy? Because, hey, I get it. Growing up in Katy, Texas, BC, you know, he, he grew up wanting to be an NFL player. So uh, can you give him any advice? We've talked, and I can give him advice, but Bo, Bo has to make that call for himself. Um, mm-hmm. As a person and a, a guy that, um, you know, is a football guy, I, I think if it's deep down, if you think you need that to to make your career whole and you think you're going to get a realis- realistic shot and it's something you think is best for you and your family, I think you should do it. Whether it's going to help our club or not, that's a, diff- a different story, but I really do think if that's what it is, but... There's also, I mean, I had the same conversation with Alex uh, Singleton last night. You need somebody in your corner. It's not worth it to go down there and just kind of hope for some other injuries or, you know, just kind of, am I going to be here? Am I not going to be here? The enjoyment of football comes from playing. And if you ask me what my great memories were, they're nothing to do with the NFL because I was just basically down there trying to figure out why the hell I'm there. And I wanted to play. And, and I know Bose talks about legacy. I believe he's one of these guys that would could be a guy that stays with the same organization his entire career and puts a stamp literally on an organization that you know potentially the the one of the greatest if not the greatest player in the history of that organization and he's got a chance to do that and I know he wants that so if he doesn't get a legit look in my opinion somebody that decides to say Bo Here's some money, and we're going to have you compete for a backup position, not a third string. Um, if he doesn't get that, I would sure hope he would um, look forward to, to try and take another run at this thing next year with the Stamps. Coach, i got to say thank you from everybody here at 770 CHQR. We're the proud voice of the Stampeders. We have been for 27 years, and uh, you guys made us look good uh, this year. So uh, thanks so much for your time and your, and your help all season long because uh, you've certainly helped us out too. And can I wish Greg Peterson a healthy yes. recovery? I know he mm-hmm. people don't know he had open heart surgery, and we actually had him on the air last night. Oh, okay, he, yeah, well, we great. did. We, we had him on quickly. We he, he's doing better, so he he had his thoughts on the Great Cup game. But I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, though. Yeah, he's part of the family, no doubt about it. Yeah. So okay, hey, take care, John. Without thanks, uh, thanks, Dave. See you tomorrow at the rally. All right, bye. You betcha. The rally tomorrow, Stampeder Celebration, City Hall, Municipal Plaza. You want to be there, uh, it starts at noon, goes till noon until 1 o'clock. The players will be there. The cup will be there. We're going to be there live on location. We're going to be on the air starting at 1130 in the morning. As a matter of fact, uh, Dave Rowe and myself will be hosting. So, again, if you can't make it down, you can listen to the celebration here on the home of the Calgary Stampeders. And, yes, uh, this is 770 CHQ. i tell you what, when we come back on Sports Talk with Jock,
talked. number of the players returned home today. They were happy. They were celebrating. Dave Rowe was at McMahon Stadium. We're going to share some of that audio with you when we come back.